Okay, everybody. Welcome to uh, my podcast. My name is uh, Jacob Versell. I'm a tour guide here in Israel. Um, I have my own company, Jacob's Dream Tours. And of course, uh, the name of this uh, podcast is Go to Galilee, a guide for uh, Christian tourists, which is the name, Christian pilgrims, which is the name of my book. Um, I uh, The book has just come out in a second edition, and I'll talk about that a little later. So who do I guide? Uh, even though I wrote the, the book for uh, Christian pilgrims, for Christian tourists, I would say about 60% of uh, the people I guide are Jewish, um, which makes sense. I do live in Israel. And most of those are from North America, from the United States. So uh, why did I write the book? Well, when uh, everyone went back to guiding in uh, 2005, 2006, after the Second Intifada, um, I noticed that a lot of people who were touring alone uh, sort of found themselves in places and had these confused looks on their faces, even though they had a tour guide book in their hand. So I decided to uh, write a book that would essentially replace me. Uh, maybe not such a good idea, but um, the idea was to have a tour guide for Christian tourists in Galilee so they could go to this where Jesus was uh, in the north of Israel for a great uh, part of his life and be able to um, experience this with background information um, another reason I wrote the book is for people who might not ever be able to get to Israel and want to learn about, um, the places that Jesus taught and lived. And also for people who have been here and want to relive their experience, they want to deepen their understanding about, uh, coming and, uh, visiting this uh, very, uh, unique place in the world. Now, the book, Go to Galilee, has two editions. The second edition came out three months ago, uh, right before the uh, COVID-19 broke. And the reason I uh, wrote the new edition was obviously to update all the sites, but to include two new sites that have since been discovered. Of course, Magdala, hometown of Mary Magdalena, which I think is one of the most important places to visit, if not the most, on your uh, tour in uh, Galilee. And the second one is the f discovery of the real Bethsaida, uh, a place called Telaraj. This is where, um, of course, the hometown of Peter and Andrew and possibly five other, uh, three other uh, disciples. Now, the book is uh, divided into five tours, the first, the first tour being Nazareth. And the reason I decided to begin the tour in Nazareth is because that's where Jesus spent most of his life. Uh, Jesus was born in Bethlehem, which is south of Jerusalem, a couple of miles south of Jerusalem. But Mary and Joseph returned to Nazareth, and Jesus lived probably, let's say, if it was two years old or one and a half years old, Till he was about 30 or possibly older, and he began his, um, his ministry. Now, the odd thing is, where Jesus spent most of his life, we know very little. 
So if you were to go back to Nazareth, get in a time machine and go back to Nazareth 2,000 years ago, you probably would find a very small little bunch of homesteads nestled together near a well uh, with uh, farmland all around, uh, very near a main road, a main highway, which is, of course, the Via Maris, the way of the sea. It's only about uh, four or five miles from that. So uh, it was conveniently near a uh, main highway, the actually the main ancient highway in this part of the world. But also conveniently far away to keep away from King Herod the Great. Now, what you see today is a very large city of 73,000, an Arab city of 73,000 inhabitants. Two-thirds of those are Muslim. And all the sites, uh, for instance, if you go to the Church of the Annunciation or uh, the the, the Church of St. Joseph, where, where according to tradition, uh, Jesus had his workshop. Guys, we don't know. There was no archaeological evidence whatsoever that these are the real places. The Church of the Nanciation, the main Catholic church there, there's a strong tradition that this is the home of Mary and Joseph. But to be honest, we just don't know if it was there. Another church, a beautiful church to visit, of course, the Greek Orthodox uh, church of you know of the Annunciation where the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and tells her that she's going to be the mother of the Messiah uh, again uh, did the angel come near the well because the church is very close to the original uh, water supply the original spring it's not a well so we just don't know um, where these places are um, another uh, thing you might want to see, another site you might want to see, is has absolutely nothing to do with anything in reality. And this is, of course, the synagogue church. There's a what's called a, uh, a Greek Catholic church next to a site called uh, the, the, the Jesus' synagogue. But quite frankly, guys, why this is there, I have no idea. It's a very good way from uh, where Jesus' home was, uh, again. Uh, but Nazareth itself is a wonderful town, uh, wonderful people, great places to eat, uh, great places, little B&Bs and little uh, boutique hotels to stay in. Uh, I really think it's worth the visit. The second chapter is about a place not mentioned at all in the Bible, and that is a town called Sipori or Sephoris. And the reason I put this in the book is because this is the town where most likely Joseph and Jesus worked. Now, you've all been taught that Joseph was a carpenter. Um, the word for what Joseph was in Greek, remember the uh, Christian scripture is written in Greek, is tecton. A tecton is a builder. He's more than a carpenter. First of all, there's not that much wood. <laughs> In this part of the country and so he doesn't have uh, but he's he's actually a mason he's a builder and probably would be one of the better educated people in the town so uh Sephoris is a fantastic site it has uh wonderful mosaics from the early and middle byzantine or late early roman byzantine periods 
of course, the famous uh, mosaic, the Madonna, uh, the uh, Mona Lisa of the Galilee, is definitely, definitely uh, worth visiting. Now, uh, if you uh, go to Sipori, be sure to see the water system that, are, that is there, which is absolutely amazing. Um, it was a very nice film in the Visitor Center. I really recommend it. The third tour I have uh, is um, Cana, Mount Tabor, and Nain. Now, Cana, of course, is the site, according to the Gospel of John, of the first miracle of turning water into wine. There's just one problem. There are two Canas. The Cana you visit where the churches are probably isn't the place where Jesus um, had went to this wedding and performed this miracle. But And the, uh, the real Cana, which is about a uh, couple miles, I believe, northwest of there, it's a ruin. There's really nothing to see. So why go to Cana? It's a good place to, first of all, it's a lovely, uh, lovely place, Cana. Uh, there's a nice uh, Catholic and Greek Orthodox church there. And this is a good place to uh, renew your vows for those who are married. Um, it's a nice visit. There apparently was a synagogue there. There is a um, inscription from the 4th century uh, in Hebrew and or Aramaic of some uh, Jewish building that was there, but I cannot in honesty tell you that this is the real Cana. Mount Tavor is a fantastic stop to visit. Of course, here we have another problem. Is this the site of the Transfiguration? And the answer is probably no. But one of the most fantastic churches in all the Middle East is up there. Um, of course, made by the, uh, uh, un, the fantastic church architect Antonio Baruzzi of Rome. Um, very, very much uh, recommend going there, going to the church. It's just a fantastic site. And uh, reading uh, that part in Matthew or, the, or one of the other Gospels about the Transfiguration, definitely worth going to. Nain, ah, what can you say about Nain? Well, it's really a tough place to visit. Um, uh, Nain is, there's a small chapel there that if you want to visit, you have to ask for the key when you were on, previously at Mount Tavor, and they, there's a good chance they won't give it to you. Uh, as of now, uh, Nain is under lock and key. Um, but, of course, this is, according to tradition, the site of the raising of the widow's son. If this is the real Nain, eh, it probably was somewhere around here. Now, my third chapter is, uh, is uh, sorry, my fourth chapter is Jesus's ministry, and I started with Magdala. Magdala, I've spoken about earlier. I really think Magdala is worth a visit and more than an hour visit. You know, if you're on a bus, tell the guide, hey, listen, take us to the synagogue, take us to the mikvaot, the Jewish ritual baths, and take us to um, take us to the uh, church. Uh, near the Sea of Galilee, because it is a uh, fantastic place. Like I said, a first century synagogue uh, where, in my opinion, without a doubt, Jesus uh, Jesus taught. So there aren't that many places where you can say with a great deal of certainty that that's where Jesus was. 
Now, um, the second site I recommend in this chapter is Capernaum, 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 however you want to pronounce it. This was Jesus's home. Actually, he's bunking with uh, Simon Peter. And I, I think that this is the place. This is indeed, and I think that um, the uh, rather strange-looking modern church that is built over the traditional site of Simon Peter, I think there is a great possibility that this is indeed uh, the site of um, Simon Peter's home. Of course, Capernaum has a uh, very large number of miracles happening there, um, and it's uh, worth the visit. Where I am a bit ambivalent about is uh, uh, a little bit south of here, a place called Tabacha, or... Um, the Church of the Multiplication of uh, Loaves and Fishes. Guys, there's a beautiful mosaic floor here from a uh, 5th century Byzantine church, but this is not where it happened. The book of Luke clearly tells us that this miracle happened on the other side of the Jordan, on the eastern side of the Jordan, or on the western side of the Jordan. Uh, you'll have to go to the real uh, Bethsaida Valley to the area where this happened, but it, it is worth visiting, and I do recommend going there. Another site that I like very much is right next to Tabcha, and it's called the Privacy, the Primacy of Peter, no admission fee. Um, it has a lovely beach, though right now uh, this, the Sea of Galilee is at a record uh, high, so there's not much of a beach to go there, but when you get there in the summer, usually the water recedes in, it's just a great place to visit, to read your scripture, take your shoes off, um, try walking on the water if that's what you'd like to do. But that's what uh, I definitely recommend going there. Afterwards, drive up the mountain a little bit to a commemorative site called Mount of Beatitudes. This is a site that commemorates, of course, the, um, the uh, Beatitudes, the Sermon of the Mount. Uh, again, another Barluzzi chapel up there, a very pretty place, very much visited by Christian tourists. It could be the place where Jesus uh, has this uh, talk. It probably isn't, but who cares? It's worth the visit. The last thing I want to talk about in this area is something really a twofer, and that is the Jesus boat, or called the ancient Galilee boat at Kibbutz Genosar, uh, which is between Magdala and Capernaum. I really recommend uh, going here, uh, taking a boat ride. This can be booked uh, on the internet. Just Google how to do this, and or better yet, buy my book, and I say how to do it. But also there is the very famous ancient boat from the time of Jesus, which was found in 1986. It's on display, absolutely amazing place. Uh, there's also a snack shop there. Uh, of course, you're... Uh, uh, ubiquitous uh, tourist uh, tourist trap shop, but it's worth going in there because they sell my book. Now, my last chapter is around the Sea of Galilee, where I talk about going to visit, uh, see the Jordan River at a place called the Jordan uh, River uh, Park. Um, going to see, I hope in the future, that the site, the real Bethsaida site will open up at Telaraj. And uh, the archaeological sites of Chorazim and Kurzi, uh, these have what to do, of course, with uh, Jesus's, uh, 
Jesus's ministry in Galilee. Now, to end your tour, I recommend going to a place called Yardanit. Yardanit is at the very, 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 very southern end of the Sea of Galilee, where the water, where the Jordan River flows from the Sea of Galilee into the Dead Sea. Now, this is a baptism site. It could be the place, one of the places where John the Baptizer, by the way, is John the Baptizer not a Baptist? I don't know if he was a Baptist, probably not. But this is a place where John the Baptizer uh, is uh, baptizing the, the the Jews in the area. Um, it could be that he's baptizing here. It could be he's baptizing north of the Sea of Galilee in the Jordan River. Or he's baptizing on the southern side of uh, the Sea of Galilee. My guess is the uh, traditional site of Kasser el Yehud, which is just north of the Dead Sea, is where John the Baptizer is baptizing. But the water there usually is not clean to go in. Uh, it's very hot there, whereas Yardanit is a very, very convenient place to do this. So guys, that's talking about my book, Go to Galilee. I hope you enjoyed my uh, little podcast here. I hope I have some more podcasts on the way as I uh, have to keep myself busy during this tourist drought. So thanks a lot, and uh, we'll be in touch. Bye-bye now.